welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 54, C-sections and breastfeeding goals. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hey there, friend. How is it going? I hope you're having a great week. My week's been a little crazy, but I took my daughter to dance today, and usually I just drop her off, and then her friend brings her home, but her friend is out of town this week so i'm just hanging out for two hours waiting for her to get out of dance and i thought what a perfect opportunity to record my podcast episode because i haven't had a chance to do that yet this week so i hope you know how much i love you because i'm sitting in a warm car right now I turned off the air because it was very distracting. <laughs> it was really loud with all the wind blowing. It didn't sound good on my recording, so I turned it off. And I'm just going to go for it and hope that I can not get too hot while I'm recording this podcast episode. So I probably sound a little bit different this week, but it's okay because I have some good information to share with you today. This topic I believe was suggested by one of you I've had on my list for a while to talk about and I thought how perfect to talk about c-sections and breastfeeding why haven't I talked about this yet because c-sections um which is short for cesarean section are actually a very common way for babies to be born Um, and we'll talk about how common they are as I kind of talk through my top three tips for C-sections, but the main point that I want to get across today is that just because you have a C-section doesn't mean that you cannot meet your breastfeeding goals. Okay. And we'll kind of talk through that today and why that is. But I just want to start by telling you that I am loving being able to chat with so many of you in consults around the United States, even around the world sometimes. I get to chat with some of you who are outside the United States. But if you haven't heard, I am am able to accept insurance now. And that absolutely makes my day when I find out that your insurance will pay for at least three consults with me, whether it's in person or telehealth, doesn't matter. Either one totally is covered. And that makes my day because you don't have to pay anything out of pocket and you still get the help that you need. So if you would like to try your luck and see if your insurance would cover three chats with me, you can click the link in the show notes. You can always go to my website, also at breezybabies.com. If you click telehealth or in person, there'll be a little link where you can check to see if your insurance covers. 
And it doesn't cost you anything just to check. If they say no, then they say no. If they say yes, then we're on business and we book something. And it's so great because there's so much to talk about in these consultations. You could be pregnant and not even have a baby yet. And we can talk prenatally and then book your other appointments for after your baby comes. You could be currently breastfeeding a baby at any age, whether it's a newborn, a six-month-old, a nine-month-old, a 12-month-old, whatever, and we can chat. You could have questions about returning to work. You could have questions about weaning or pain that you're feeling in your breasts or questions about your breast pump. Chances are you have some sort of question that is related to lactation, (laughs) and I would love to chat with you. As fun as it is to chat with you during these podcast episodes, it's more fun when I can see your face and you can respond back. And that hour that we spend together, really, we can get so much done and really get you so much closer to your goals. Even if you feel like you're already pretty close to your goals, I promise there's something that we can talk about to get you feeling even more confident in your parenting journey. So are you ready to learn about C-sections today? Let's get into it. I might just make this a quick podcast episode um, before it gets a little bit too warm in my car. (laughs) So here we go. Tip number one is you can still meet your breastfeeding goals, even if you have a C-section. Okay. And I'm going to add on to this to say, even if you have any sort of unexpected delivery method, maybe you were not planning on using forceps in your delivery and that ends up happening. Or maybe you weren't planning on using a vacuum or you weren't planning on tearing or you weren't planning on your baby having low blood sugar and having to go to the NICU or having breathing problems. Or maybe you weren't planning on hemorrhaging or bleeding too much after giving birth. There's so many things that can pop up that are unexpected. And of course, I always suggest to really think about what your plan A is before you go into deliver. What would you really love your birth plan to look like? Now, I understand that birth plans don't always go exactly according to plan. And sometimes plan B happens, plan C, D, E, F, Z. (laughs) Sometimes your birth plan goes nothing like you were expecting. But I'm here to tell you that almost any issue can be worked through and you still can meet your breastfeeding goals. So the reason I decided to focus specifically on C-sections today is that almost a third of deliveries in the United States are via C-section. And I'm going to call it C-section in this podcast, but just know that that is short for cesarean section. If you don't know what a C-section is, that's totally fine. Let me explain it to you. Most babies are born vaginally. They come through the, from the uterus, through the vagina, and baby is born that way. But sometimes that isn't always how it happens. 
sometimes, especially in emergent situations or um, times when baby's heart rate is dropping in labor and delivery, or for really a whole slew of reasons, <laughs> um, sometimes what they will schedule or plan on or do suddenly is abdominal surgery to deliver that baby. Now, this is done with a very low incision. It's usually right along your bikini line, just kind of right above your pubic bone. You do it down pretty low. They try to make it as small as possible for aesthetic reasons for later on. And this usually is done while you are still awake. You are given medications through your epidural if you already had an epidural in place or if you, for example, had a planned C-section, you know you were going in for a C-section, your healthcare provider would have likely placed a spinal block. And either way, they can use that little flexible catheter in your back to administer medication that is both for pain and numbing so that you don't feel a thing. Because when it comes to a C-section, you want to be completely numb from about nipple line down. You don't want to feel anything, right? Sometimes during a vaginal delivery, we still want you to be able to feel something. We still want you to be able to know um, when to push and still be able to have some movement. But with a C-section, we don't want you to feel anything at all because it is abdominal surgery. They are making an incision through your skin, through your fat, through your abdominal muscles, muscles, through your uterus, into the amniotic sac. There's a lot of different layers that they are going through. Here's um, a little side note, because I was just thinking as I was explaining this, that um, some of you may be um, a little squeamish as you're listening to this and not loving the talk about abdominal surgery. I should have given a little disclaimer there, but when I was in nursing school, there wasn't a lot of things that, that made me lightheaded or kind of, kind of freaked me out when I was going through nursing school and going to the hospital and shadowing with different nurses until I went and watched a C-section for twins. And for some reason, I was putting myself in that mom's place because beforehand I had watched so many surgeries. I had watched um, surgery on a few different children. Um, I had watched even a hip surgery on elderly. And for some reason, it, I just couldn't place myself in that patient's place. So I felt kind of disconnected to where I could watch it and not feel like I was going to pass out or faint. But for some reason, when I was watching a C-section, this was before I had any kids of my own, I thought, oh my gosh, this could be me one day. I could be here. I could be pregnant. I could be on this table in the OR in labor and delivery and I could be getting a C-section one day. So I did feel a light, a little lightheaded. Luckily, I did not pass out. I just took some deep breaths through my mask. I ended up being fine, but I should have probably started with a little bit of a disclaimer that 
we're going to talk a little bit about C-sections, but pretty much we're already through all the gory parts. So hopefully you're still with me. Are you? <laughs> so whether you were planning a C-section for your delivery or it was completely unexpected, I have found that many times continuing to really work towards your breastfeeding goals after a C-section are even that much more important because sometimes having a C-section can be a bit traumatic for a mother, especially if it was completely unexpected, if she wasn't planning on it at all. So I find that meeting your breastfeeding goals after a C-section can really help to heal that trauma, to help heal your possibly a little bit of a broken heart and still help you feel so connected with your baby. So again, I still wholeheartedly believe that almost in every situation, you still can meet your breastfeeding goals even after a C-section. Side note, you may be wondering about medications that are given in a C-section, if they are compatible with breastfeeding. Yes, they are. Those medications that they give you through your spinal block or your epidural, those are all going to be fine to continue breastfeeding with. There's no reason to pump and dump or to stop breastfeeding until those medications work their way out of your system. Even if you get antibiotics in the OR um, or afterwards, that's all going to be fine to continue breastfeeding with. Sound good? All right. Tip number two is really fight to do skin to skin when you are in the operating room. Because remember again, a C-section is done in the operating room. It's still in labor and delivery most of the time. It's just in a little bit different room than the normal delivery room. Now, all hospitals should be <laughs> allowing a mom and baby to do skin to skin even after a C-section. I feel like we've come so far in that regard for so many years. It was, oh, we're doing a C-section. Um, we're going to have the NICU staff there. And as soon as that baby is born, we're going to whisk them away. Even if they are breathing fine and doing fine, we need to check on them right away. But now we are finding that moms in the OR, even after a C-section, still can many times do skin to skin with their baby. Because here's the thing, getting the baby out is a pretty quick process. It doesn't take a lot of time. Do you want to know the part that does take a lot of time? It's the suturing up of all the layers. That takes your healthcare provider a little bit of time because like I said, there's quite a few layers that they need to cut through. And so it takes some time to suture them all up. So that's the perfect time to still do skin to skin with your baby. Of course, breathing is the first priority. So after your baby's born, your nurse and your, your OBGYN or your whoever your healthcare provider is, they are going to make sure that first off your baby is breathing well. And then at that point, you could have already had in your birth plan that you wanted to do skin to skin with your baby and then they could allow it at that point. Remember, I did say allow it, but do remember that you are in the driver's seat when it comes to your birth, when it comes to your delivery. And 
um, you can make suggestions like, hey, I would really love to do skin to skin as soon as the C-section, as soon as the baby is delivered so that I can still have that time with my baby because it's really important to me. And that is completely in your right to say. Now, one thing you want to check before you go into deliver is, is, is if your hospital is baby friendly, talk with your healthcare provider beforehand, ask them if you can do skin to skin in the operating room, if that's something that they allow. Now, sometimes you may not be in a position to do skin to skin after a C-section. Sometimes you could be too shaky, for example. So you could also have in your birth plan that your partner or your support person would like to step in and do skin to skin if you are not able. Now, after you're in the operating room, you'll be in labor and delivery likely for a short time before they transfer you over to your postpartum unit. At that time, you can request to room in with your baby. The closer you are together, the more likely you are to meet your breastfeeding goals. If your baby leaves constantly to go to the nursery, then your chance of meeting your breastfeeding goals by the time you leave the hospital go down. They actually go down for every two feet away that your baby is away from you. Isn't that the craziest thing? That's what studies have shown. So, so many baby friendly hospitals now keep mom and baby together in the same room so that breastfeeding rates are higher and you're more likely to also feel confident when you go home with your baby. Cause if you've spent time with them in those days in the hospital, then you are going to feel more confident as a parent when they hand you that baby and put you in your car and shut the door and wave goodbye. <laughs> also one more side note on this tip is maybe you want to wait on a pacifier. Sometimes with a C-section, especially if it was a little bit more traumatic or a little bit more emergent, sometimes, not all the time, your transitional milk, um, that milk that comes in with more volume can be a little bit delayed. So this might be a great time to hold off on the pacifier and just give your baby unrestricted access to your breasts. All right. You ready for tip number three? Let's talk about positions that you can use when you have an incision that is healing. Because my guess is, is that that incision is going to be a little sore and tender and sure you're going to be taking medications, likely narcotics, that will help you feel comfy so that you can still get up and move around because that's really important when it comes to your recovery after a C-section. You don't want to just be laying in bed for days on end. A lot of times your healthcare staff will get you up out of bed pretty soon after your delivery and get you moving around because we don't want you to have things like blood clots. That's not great. And so you don't want to necessarily use breastfeeding positions where your baby's going to be sitting right on your incision and putting pressure on it. It's not going to feel great. Plus, it's going to be really tricky for you to sit completely straight up without putting pressure on your incision. So some recommendations that I have for you are to do the football hold, sideline, or laid back positioning. If you don't know what these are, again, hit me up on Instagram or book a consult with me. I would love to go over all these with you. I also go over all these positions in my Latch 101 pre-recorded workshop on my breezybabies.com website. 
Or you could, you know, try your hand at Google and see what you find. <laughs> I can't believe I just sent you into the Google realm. It's always a little bit dangerous. Um, but with any of these positions, it is going to help you to take the pressure off your incision. And of course, even with a football, you can lean back. You do not have to be straight up at a 90 degree angle. You can be leaning back at a 45 degree angle, even with the football hold. That's going to be just fine. You're going to need a little bit extra help after a C-section because this is major abdominal surgery. So you're going to need a little bit more help from your, your staff at the hospital, from your nurse and whoever else is on your team and also from your support person. They may need to help get baby out of the bassinet and hand them to you for feeds. But again, you are just going to want to breastfeed as often as possible. If you do end up being separated, such as your baby went to the NICU after having a C-section, try to visit your baby. You can get up out of bed. Your hospital will likely have a wheelchair that they can take you to the NICU in so that you can try and breastfeed your baby. Now that's not always going to be possible. So if you cannot visit your baby, ask for a breast pump. They will likely have a great hospital grade double electric pump that they can hook up and you can pump as often as your baby would be eating. And that is going to still help you put in an order for a great milk supply. Now, once you do go home, you are going to need some extra help. It's extra important after a C-section to have some meals in place, to have possibly a house cleaner in place, to have your spouse or significant other um, maybe they can take more time off work before they return. And if that's not possible, having someone else come into your home who can help you move about as you again, recover from major abdominal surgery and also taking care of this sweet new baby. So there you have it. There's my top three tips. Again, the first one was you can still meet your breastfeeding goals even after a C-section. Number two was skin to skin even in the OR and beyond. Number three, we talked about different positions that you can use when you breastfeed with an incision. So if nothing else, I hope you feel like even if your birth plan doesn't go exactly as you were hoping for, yes, you still can meet your breastfeeding goals. And again, don't hesitate to reach out to an IBCLC for help. Your hospital may even have one on staff listen, I gotta go. My car is getting a little too hot for me, <laughs> but of course I'm going to leave you with, you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You are a good friend to all. Catch you next week. Bye.